Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For over 20 years, Dr. James Maxwell and his team at Crestwood Dental have been providing quality care to patients of all ages. They offer a variety of services from cleanings to cosmetic dentistry and restorations with today's most advanced technology, including the most up-to-date lasers, digital x-rays, and impressions. They offer Invisalign and custom aligners with their 3D printer. Crestwood Dental accepts most insurance plans and a membership program for uninsured patients. Schedule today at 314-463-5655 or Crestwood dental.com This is the Last Minute Blues Podcast with Jeff Burton, Donnie Fandango, and former Blues defenseman, Jamie Rivers. It is the Last Minute Blues Podcast. Donnie Fandango, Jeff Burton, and our buddy Jamie Rivers from 101 ESPN. We are back for another episode of the Last Minute Blues Podcast. Had a had a couple of weeks off. I had surgery. Uh, Jamie had a sick kiddo last week. So mm-hmm. we are back today with things to talk about and training camp starting tomorrow. All right. So before we get to hockey, Donnie, uh, how are you feeling? I know you had a hernia surgery. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So a couple things. Wait, did you perform it or were you the patient? I was the patient. Nope, Less nope. impressed, but all right. <laughs> I was the patient. So the doctor said that a normal hernia surgery takes 30 minutes. Mine took 90. And at some point, the hernia was was severe enough that I guess my colon had had like fallen somewhere when it wasn't supposed to be and developed a kink. So there was a kink kink in my in the the colon in my colon. As well as this, what are this you guys, hernia thing. Colon brothers now? Yeah. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah. So so today is the first day that I am not wearing a jock strap and I don't like it. Did uh, you have the actual cup in it too? No, sir. <laughs> no, 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 I didn't. Just for the I thought the it was safety first, you know? <laughs> just or, to look or just to look it, cool. Yeah, just I mean the optics would have been pretty cool. I noticed him walking around and I was like, damn, Donnie. Yeah, hernia, you or did you get an implant? <laughs> so, so like today, so today I am just, I'm just walking very, very gingerly. But uh, man, I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right as well as I think I can be doing. Really, I say we start off hockey wise anyway with our huge news. Dude, I'm excited. Did about you hear this. this news of us? I, I don't know. You guys talk about stuff without me, so oh, stop it. Well, you're going to be in Chicago this weekend uh, with the, uh, with the, uh, the good folks over at. Uh, <laughs> He gave you the, shh, don't mention that. You know what I didn't miss? 
Him? That. that you're lying. <laughs> you're lying. No, yes. but you're going to you're going to be in Chicago this weekend. Correct. Uh, uh, Joey Vitale on vacation. Yeah. Uh, so uh, doing the color for the first preseason game of the year with Chris Kerber, Jeff Burton, Donnie Fandale. Come on. I know. Isn't it exciting? Oh my God! You guys at, are going to have a blast yeah, at man. the center too. At the thing, <laughs> at the center. Too. Oh, like Enterprise. Yeah, he called it Scott Trade twice yeah, this morning. Scott Trade on the air. He didn't call it the Keel Center. <laughs> right. oh my God. Almost did. Almost did. Yeah. Well, well, so Kerber texted us yesterday, or texted us both at the same time, and before I even consulted with Jeff, I just fired back. Hell yes, I want in. Yeah. I just I didn't even think about it. Don't don't give don't ask Donnie for any capital letters because he's out of them. <laughs> Oh, Capital letters and exclamation points. Yeah, my uh, he hasn't any more of those. My ex, my ex wife has the same phone. It's all caps <laughs> all the time. <laughs> Is that for font size for you? Though I, I'm not no? sure. Um, hmm. It's a weird thing her phone does. That every yeah, time she texts me about anything, it's uh, all caps and uh, lots of exclamation points. <laughs> And then there's a finger that she uses too. Uh, I was just wondering yeah, the if that was going like, to. Yeah. <laughs> no, not That's that one. Not Jeff. The wrong thumb. Wrong. A wrong finger. Sorry. Correct. So here's my luck. I've always wanted to do this, and I know you have always wanted yeah. to do this. Actually, I never really thought about it until we came over to this building and we got in bed with ESPN with 101, obviously, and then the Blues come over here, and then we've had the good fortune of sitting up there and watching Kerber and watching Vitaly do it, and you can sit in that booth next to and listen in the headphones. That's when I went, ooh, I want to try this. No, well, I sat up there with my son, with my with my oh, oldest, cool. and we got to watch a little bit of the period and, and listen and stuff, man. And, you know, I, I mean, dude, I, I've been very lucky in my career to have a lot of pinch-me moments, you know, with musicians and and things like that. Like, I can't believe I'm here. But, like, that was a really special moment just because I liked sports before I even liked music. You know what I mean? Yeah. I was a big sports head before. And so just being able to to watch it from up there. And then also, too, dude, the view of the game and being able to watch the plays develop and things like that are something that I kind of take for granted when Doesn't I want my good Doesn't it look easy seats. when you're all the way up there? You're like, why can't he get the puck to that guy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it yeah, does yeah, look yeah. a little And then easier. you get down right next to the glass and you see that guys are moving at 30 miles an hour. <laughs> And that there's bodies everywhere, like oh, dude, I honestly, will they be able to hear me yell shoot? Do you know? <laughs> I, don't so. I don't want them to be confused. You might blow out Chris Kerber's ears <laughs> when you do that. So I don't think he'll appreciate. <laughs> that. Probably not. So one other question about you've been up there. Have you done the radio broadcast during yes. a game? Yes or no? You have. Yes. Okay. What what is expected of of me as far as wearing clothes uh, besides yes for sure do i would say well yes starting with clothes is a good it, that's okay. a great start for All you right. jeff right, that's what gonna, i'm saying yeah. we gotta build it you know what i mean yeah. it's blocks with picture them, me so. let's, uh, i'm your no ken, i don't want to picture you. i'm your ken doll which <laughs> no. i said that to you but it was in the 90s last you time you were I like that. jamie so, show me on the ken doll where you're sore i'm like no so i'm a ken doll dress me let's start with underwear I i'll go boxer briefs now what uh well socks would okay. be good socks. probably a pair of like anybody ever tell Joey Vitale to wear socks yes okay yeah I don't know I have no idea so do I go like a nice pair of jeans I'm trying no I'm trying to give you the answers He's to the test to right tell now, you man but you won't stop talking okay. He's got to be I'm the sorry. funny guy go ahead. It's like my kids I'm like <laughs> only guys, shorter I'm yeah, only shorter <laughs> and way less yeah I'm like I'm trying to give you the answers to the test and they're like <laughs> so the answers Jeff are I would dress like you're going to uh, Something business casual. Wear nice jeans. I don't know. Do you have a pair of like khakis or a pair of slacks? Yes. I remember you went through the whole punishment of wearing a suit every yes. day. Yes, yes, I wouldn't wear the, the executive wa- is what it was called. Okay. Yes. 
I would wear a nice pair of slacks with a collared shirt and just leave it at that. Leave it at that. Okay. You don't need a jacket or anything like that. If you want to wear a jacket, you know, throw it in there, but definitely look uh, professional. Provocative. Oh, sorry. Professional. (laughs) Professional. Because you have to remember, it's not just the Blues that are there. Right, right, right. It's everybody else. There's scouts at every game and all this stuff. And you're at that time. Scouting us? No, no, no. Scouts for the game. But at that time, you guys are representing the St. Louis Blues because you're in the Blues box. So you try to make sure that you're representing the club in the best possible way, which would be, you know, business, casual, nice collar, nice pair of pants, nice pair of shoes. Okay. And I can do that. Okay. I have that. It's the suit that I have. Are you going khaki or are you going dark uh, dress slacks? Well, I've got both. I know. I've got a khaki Uh, and a dark. I don't want us both to walk in there with khakis and be like, hey, look, Randy Carricker's sons are here. (laughs) Hey, look, it's the uh, Allstate Insurance. (laughs) Yeah, right. I think it could be be worse. I'm going to have to get back to you. I'm going to have to get with Mary. We're going to have to put something together because I don't, don't, you know, man, I want to make sure I look good. Let me know if you go khakis or not. Of course. The the light colored khakis. The the Carricker khakis. why don't we just take that. care of it right now? What color are your khakis, Donnie? Uh, they're they're a the, the traditional tan. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Jeff. What color are your dress? The tradi- Oh, um, I have I believe black. There you go. Problem solved. Now start from there. You go with the khakis, probably a bit of a darker shirt, so you can contrast it. You'll probably go with something maybe lighter, maybe a darker shirt. Maybe you go Johnny Cash, go black on black. That's always provocative. Ooh, Ooh. yeah. So. There you go, guys. I just helped you. Will you come over and dr- Thanks, dress me? Again? Yeah. <laughs> the one time? Never mind. Mm. <laughs> mm. I'm excited. taking though. them off it, again. It, so this Saturday night, 7 o'clock, yeah. we are on the call with Chris Kerber. That is mind-blowing. Good luck, Yeah, and of course, with my luck, I have a concert that night that I've oh, committed to. Uh, Blue October is in town, oh, which is oh, that's your boys. Not too. only not only my favorite band, but they're also friends. And since I was diagnosed with the thing. They've been super, super cool. They've done a couple of shows with support, you know, Team Jeff wristbands on. So I don't want to ghost them. Plus, I dig them. Uh, Seven o'clock. I don't know what time they're going on. Do you have any idea what time they're going on yet? Probably. I could probably get through a period period and a half, right? Don't you think the the hockey game? Yeah, before I have to preseason. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna move that along quickly. quickly. Probably two and a half hours max for the whole game. Oh, because there's not all the pomp and circumstance, is there? Correct. Okay. They're going to want to get in, get out. The team that flew in, they fly in in the morning. They don't stay over, and they're flying back that night. Nobody wants to draw that thing out any gotcha. longer. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So I think that if you stayed for – if Blue October goes on, where are they playing? They're Page. at the Page. Yes. Okay, so they'll probably go on at, what, 9.30? That's what I was I thinking. Think so. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. I think if you did two periods, you'd probably get to about 8.30. Oh, okay. And then knowing you, you got to have some executive crazy VIP pass for this thing where you can bypass everybody. You right. walk right in, you'll be fine. Okay. Yeah, because you know good. you're probably going to be walking in the back door. But I do have a favor to ask of you. Yes, yes. I yeah. have a favor to uh-huh. ask of you. Yeah. Is I would like you to take something of theirs and get it signed by the band. Okay. Because my kids absolutely love Blue October. Why are they not going then? Uh, because I don't like my kids. Okay. <laughs> All right. Is Uncle this is Jeff going to take what you them? heard the last time you spoke with them, right? <laughs> is Uncle Jeff going to take them? I'd be happy to. Wow. I wish we would have known that beforehand. We could have got him something cool to get signed. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Because I told the... Jeff a long time ago. He had him in studio, and he got me like something signed. I don't know. Some... It was something weird, like a coffee cup or yeah, something was... really odd. Yeah, it was odd. I forgot. That's right. They are yeah. huge fans. Big fans. All right, let's see what we can do. All right, very good. Is it all your kids or just one? Every single one, because I used to listen to their albums, and we'd travel, and we'd drive to Canada and all that stuff, and... We'd play it, and they'd listen to the songs, and they would sing them along. And so oh, now, sweet. 
part of their like when they go back their playlist, they're like, oh, here's one from way back in Blue October. They'll play Blue October. Oh, that's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah, it, it is, really is cool. cool. So but then it also makes there. It also makes me sad though that that uh, way back is is Blue October. For right. Somebody. Yeah. <laughs> well, way, way back, back, you know, I, know I understand they're kiddos, Kids. but I'm just yeah. saying, yeah. like, it just makes me another another way that I feel old. Is yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. That's yep. the only way. No, there are there are many gentlemen. Here, here's okay. A couple things. This one thing I brought up to Jamie a couple of weeks ago uh, before we had, or maybe even after we podcasted, is I believe the Fandango bump works in all sports now because I have been absolutely thrashing the Cardinals all year. Mm-hmm. Ten game winning streak. Uh, John Lester trashed him too. He's been fantastic. So my question is, who do I need to crap on for the Blues this year so that, you know, we can get them going? They can, give question. them the Fandango bump. That's a great well, question. There's one guy in particular that if you want to take the the big old power dump on this guy, he could use it and so could the team in many ways. 91. 91. Yeah. I don't know if you're going to say 91 or Thomas, one of the two. But. Uh, no, Thomas is going to be fine. Okay. He's been skating, watching. He's still a young kid, 22 years old. He's going to be just fine. Good. The one guy that we want to go back to a 40-goal season is Vladimir Tarasenko. That's the guy you want to, for a couple of reasons. One, if he goes back to that, you don't have to trade him. He's going to get the ice time he wants. He's going to score the goals that he wants. He's going to be very happy that the team is winning. All of a sudden, trading him becomes not even a priority, not even a thing. But if somebody then comes along and offers you a tremendous deal because Tarasenko is on a 40-goal pace, it's a win-win all over the place. So, yes, take your dump on Vladimir Tarasenko. Okay, I mean, you know. With your words. Yeah, Figuratively. Yeah, yeah. So we I don't were, think he would appreciate it otherwise. Yeah. We we always do a little pregame, uh, you know, before, after the morning show gets done, Jeff comes in, we talk a little bit about, you know, some things we want to bring up on the podcast. And one of the things that Jeff and I were talking about is, you know, you've got, now at this point, you've got really seven guys for six positions when you're talking about Tarasenko in that top six, right? Mm-hmm. Because, so how is that going to work with, with, with ice time and, I mean, obviously, you know, does Tarasenko start on the third? I mean, how does this work out? Or how do you see it working out, dude? Well, right now, I think you try to sell Vladimir Tarasenko a bill of goods of we're going to put you with a playmaker. And you have Robert Thomas. Robert Thomas. Let's try that all together. No, Robert Mm, Thomas. Thomas. uh, Centering the third line with Vladimir Tarasenko on the right wing. And... You build it from there. Maybe you have a Barbashev on the left wing. Maybe you have a Klim Kostin on the other wing. I know, Jeff. Don't mm. get too excited over there. <laughs> I see you. Get your hands where I can see them, please. Mm. Um, so that's how I would sell it. And then you have Vladdy on one of the power play units, and you try to keep everybody happy that way. I don't think you touch Jordan Cairo out of the top six this year. This kid is ready to make that next jump. 14 goals last year, and that was in a shortened season with not one power play goal. You add five or six power play goals to that kid, plus you add it to 82 games. You could get around 25 goals from that guy, which is what you're going to need from a few guys for this team to be competitive. So is there inner competition? Of course there is. There always is. If uh, Buchnevich or Saad or somebody shows up and they're not performing well, this is the luxury of having a deep team, especially at the forward position right now. You can move some pieces around, and the three top lines are going to be interchangeable. And guys who play well will play more. But I would start the season with Cairo and um, Perron as your right wingers on the first, the top six. Tarasenko as your third line right winger. And then the fourth line, well, that's up for grabs. All three spots in the fourth line are up for grabs. It's so crazy that we're still talking about this. 
the the ninety one thing, but it's it's a positive now. You know what I mean? It has to be. You have to spin it. If you continue to go down the road of, oh, he wanted to trade, and we were mad at him, and he's mad at us. Nobody wins. Yeah, and the reason why I bring this up is we were talking, or I was talking with a mutual friend of Donnie and I's at uh, Point Fest on Sunday, who is a big hockey fan, and he immediately said, "I don't care what the guy does. Screw him. Get him out of the locker room. Get him out of the organization. If he doesn't want to be here, he didn't want to be here. Let's get rid of him. If he starts a point a game, you know, at the beginning of the season, great. Let's get rid of him." I don't see it that way anymore. I don't see the team having a problem with him being there. Ryan O'Reilly's on social media passing the cup to him, you know, that picture. I don't know if you saw that or not. And him saying he's a great guy, he's a great teammate, he's one of the reasons why I have a cup. Love the guy, he's in great shape, he's playing well so far, let's keep him. But he's saying that's all the political stuff. Okay, that's what I'm asking. Is that just what we need to hear? That you've got. And and so let let me step back for a second. I should rephrase that is no matter what the situation was, Ryan O'Reilly is the type of person and captain that would make it not a thing, okay? Now, what I do know from my own relationships with some of the players and being around and whatnot is, yeah, they're kind of moving forward at this point. It's, uh, I guess it would be like any relationship, whether it's your best friend or your brother or maybe a girlfriend, an ex-girlfriend, where you just decide, you know what, we'll agree to disagree, let's just move forward here. And sometimes you rekindle that relationship and you still agree to disagree on what happened or you're not happy about something that happened in your past. But moving forward, all of a sudden you can you know, create a bond again. The same with teammates. It's, and it's, it's, it's a little different than the business world because there's different circumstances where you're, you're forced to be tighter on a hockey team than you are in the corporate world. And as much as we all love each other here at the radio station, we're not kind of forced to be – working together arm in arm every day. So if you have somebody that you're not really thrilled with, you can kind of be like, eh, you know, hey, how are you? And move on about your day. Well, in the sports world's a little different. You got to make sure that this guy has got your back in many ways as far as his positioning, his effort, um, just all of the above. So I think that I think that this can work. I think it can. Is it ideal? Probably not to start the season, but he's been the best thing Vladdy did, he showed up here early. It's by far the best thing he ever did because showing up now or yesterday and getting here, all the awkwardness would be happening right now at the start of camp. The awkwardness took place a month ago, three weeks ago, when he showed up out of nowhere and walked in and people were like, oh, I guess Vladdy's back. A couple days later, a couple weeks later now, it's old news. The guys inside that locker room have been together almost every single day since. It's old news to them. Right. They're not even talking about and it. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Okay, <clears throat> so... So you're saying, I mean, this is something that can be repaired, and this is something that, you know, maybe things work out and, and, and they can make peace and carry on with 91 mm-hmm. as a blue. Yeah. I'll be damned. I mean, you have to. Yeah, Donnie. yeah. No, no. I get it. It's just like Jeff I know was it's saying, a, a month shocking ago, because everything was on fire. Yeah. So, so it's just you know what? Winning solves everything. If he comes in and is a winner. And is putting up, you know, points every night where the goals are assists. You know, it's the effort. That's going to be the big that that will be the ultimate closer on this. Is if Vladdy comes back and he's got the effort day in and day out. He's in the gym. He's on the ice. He's working hard. He's a good teammate. And you see that in the games. He's back checking. He's filling where he's supposed to be. He's covering his guys. That the eye test. You can't you can't fool the guys on your team. They know what's going on. If he does all that, they don't care. Okay, so in the last couple of days, they have signed Tyler Bozak to what appears to be a really 
team-friendly deal, fantastic mm-hmm. to keep Bozak around. They finally get the deal done with Robert Thomas last night for two years. So now that everybody's in, signed, ready to roll, this does not change maybe the 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 level of ability for Tarasenko to be moved before the beginning of the season. You know what I'm saying? Like, like does that— Does one does the have fact anything that, to do with the other? Right, exactly. Yeah. No, the but fact, the Blues are going to have some salary cap problems here. Okay. As of right now, they're over the salary cap. Right. How much? Uh, I'd have to pull it up here. Put you on the spot. No, that's okay. Just feel free to throw anything you want at me whenever it's unexpected, Donnie. (laughs) It's just fine. Um, You know what the uh, serial number for the telephone is? Yeah. How about that? Right. Remember last week? But how much change did you get? Sorry, guys. Oh, it's okay, Donnie. I mean, in our show prep, we didn't go over this, but that's okay. Right. Uh, well, and we know, but, but but don't we know though? Oscar Sunquist is probably going to start the year on on long term IR, right? Yeah, but you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna be over the cap no matter what. Something has to happen. Now they've got a, a surplus of defensemen back there, so I think Steven Santini, as much as he played well for the Blues in a short period of time last year, I think he'll get waived, and his you know nine hundred thousand or something. No, he couldn't have been waived already. Did he not? No, can't. I saw the words started. sent out. Mm. What would that mean? I have no idea. Huh. Maybe he's breaking in the minor league camp, but I still wouldn't think that that would be that it. camp no. hasn't started there. No. Because don't they need guys like that for the exhibition games because so, they're Correct. not starting all the starters and be, stuff? I mean, maybe he got sent to a different hotel. He was sent out for pizza. I mean, unless there's up. a trade I don't know about, but I don't know. You guys are springing a lot on me here right in the moment. <laughs> sorry. I'll look it up. You keep being smart yeah. over there. Okay. Uh, no, but you're going to have to make some cap room in some way at some point. And Oscar Sundquist, yeah, he probably going to start on the long-term injury reserve, but they're expecting him back relatively quickly. So now what, right? So Doug Armstrong doesn't like to operate from a position of chaos. Doesn't. He likes to be organized, like to have everything ready so that when that happens, he's not restricted as a general manager or he doesn't have to make a crazy decision because he's up against it type thing. So I imagine Doug will try to finagle something and make some room so that no matter what, he has room for all the salary to fit under the cap. All right. Well, yesterday uh, I was I was driving home listening uh, listening to the fast lane. I love Two listening to, to you guys, oh man. My like, gosh, so good for real. Like I genuinely enjoy all three of your personalities and what you bring to the table. Can I tell you something about yeah. my fandom with them? And I feel like one of my friends when I first got into radio. If there was texting, I just want to text all the time. <laughs> right. I really do. But I also know a you're not looking at it because you're working. And then two, I feel a little weird. Yeah, yeah, I feel absolutely. A little weird. Well, I was, what you text? <laughs> <laughs> well, you guys had Joey Vitale on, yeah. and you were talking about uh, Perunovic, Scott Perunovic. Mm-hmm. And you know, Jamie, I'm just kind of interested to know because that has been so far the storyline going into camp mm-hmm. has been how impressive this young man has been. One of the things that we talked about, uh, I think, a couple weeks ago, was wherever he winds up. I just feel like it behooves him to play every day. Do you think there's a realistic chance that he makes the top six here? Because I feel like if he's not in the top six, then he's not playing every day, and then he should go to Springfield. Yeah. No, you're right. And I don't – it's not that he can't play in the top six. He could probably play in the top six, but is he going to get the minutes that make him develop at a faster clip? No, not right away. Uh, Now, if he steps in – here's the thing. If you watch any of the video from the prospect camp in Traverse City – he was the most dominant player on the ice. Both teams, any team, any night. He was the most dominant player on the ice. Now, the caveat to that is it's a bunch of young guys. And it's a handful of guys who've never been drafted. There's some invites and things like that. 
it's not against Ryan O'Reilly, David Perron, Braden, Braden Shen. Like, those are just our guys. Imagine Nathan McKinnon and Miko Rantanen and Landeskog. Like, those guys aren't playing right. against Scott Perunovich right now. So you have to – but you have to identify the fact that he was the most dominant player there. Great. You check that box. Now, how does training camp go with the inner squad stuff? Oh, he's still one of the most dominant player on the players on the ice. Great, you check that box. Preseason, he'll probably play six of the eight games. I would imagine if I was Doug Armstrong and Craig Berube, I want to see how he acts, you know, how he reacts rather, and how he stands up to it because he'll be tested physically and mentally and all those things. So you check that box, and then you get to the point. Now you're at the season. You go, okay. So with our overall evaluation of everybody here, where does he fit in? And if he fits in in your top four to where you're like, hey, he's been crushing it on the power play. He's one of the most dominant guys with the puck. You're like, eh, maybe we keep him around and give him a shot in that top four. And you rotate maybe him and, and uh, Scandella flip-flop from time to time, depending on who the matchup's against. But otherwise, you send him down. And you let him play 20 to 25 minutes a game in Springfield against guys who are the top of the class as far as the prospects are concerned and some of the veteran guys. You've got guys like I ended my career in the American Hockey League over here. I had, you know, 11 years in the NHL going back there. You think me playing against a, a young kid doesn't help that young kid? Right. I know all the tricks that there is going. I'm yeah. not as fast as I once was, but I'm I'm a man. I got the strength. I know where I'm going. Like that helps that guy develop. So you can really accelerate the development of a young defenseman by playing him in the minors. I'll tell you what though, Seeing the the footage, that I'm assuming you you saw because uh, I saw it on Twitter. I don't know if it was a power play. It doesn't really matter to me, but he had it on a string. Mm. But even more impressive, and again, this is something I learned from this podcast and talking to you and talking to you is watching him when he didn't have the puck. He was getting to that open space. He was mm-hmm. even getting himself ready to shoot and all that stuff. And I understand, again, it's against a, a bunch of other prospects. But you always say these guys in the NHL were always the best on their team growing up. He looked like the best on his team for both of those teams. And that's and where that, you make was that, that next... the Dallas game? Is that right? Well, it depends. I watch all of them. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, night in and night out, the, the games that they played, he was the best guy on the ice. He just looked phenomenally head and shoulders above And him. that's why he's ready to make the next jump. I agree. Right? So I agree. that's the thing. When you're the best guy at the, at one level, you have to move him to the next level. And a little homework for people who listen to this program and that are hockey fans, but you really don't know the prospects. The last several months when you've been talking about this guy and you kept saying, oh, he's a little smaller, blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm thinking, oh, another second baseman playing defense for the Cardinals or for the for the Blues. Watch this guy. Watch the prospects, and they are impressive. They really are. And I really think the Blues have a great future when it comes to their prospects. They do. Now, the one thing that I will say is they're, they're lacking some dynamic in there, okay? Uh, Perunovic is dynamic, so let's put him in a category all by himself. The rest of it is very much uh, what I see is projected third line, second line maybe players moving forward, which is fine because – you, you've got a, an identity to your team, which is big and physical, and th- those guys are there. Dakota Joshua had himself a prospect camp, too. Very good. Yeah, he had an awesome camp. Uh, Jake Neighbors, another big, strong kid who likes to get involved physically. He'll throw down a drop of a dime. He had a great camp. You put those two bodies, those big bodies in your lineup, you got a different team. Now we all talk about how much we miss Pat Maroon, and remember oh, we didn't yeah. get that yet? 
Well, guess what? Maybe you've got a version of that with some of these young guys who are not afraid to get after Jake it. Jake Neighbors, is he the guy that uh, there was the story about him paying his own way here? And yes. He, he dipped into his savings yeah. and said, Which is I what you have to do. With... That's what I that's did. That's incredible. Dude, that's Dude, so awesome. Yeah. Dude, I, I, this is where I wish I could talk to some of the young kids at times because my first training camp, my first two training camps, I arrived here and it was right for training camp. And, you know, you do your thing because you don't know any better. Sure. Well, the third year when I came back, I'm like, I'm here to make the team. So I came a month early. I had met some people here, a guy named Tony Bozy, and just a guy, a local guy. He was a friend of a friend, and he had a house that he just lived alone. And I said, I reached out and said, hey, dude, I'm going to come into town. Do you mind if I rent a room from you, and I'll provide my own food? And you really won't know I'm there because I'm going to be working out and skating and sleeping, basically. I'm not here to go out and get drunk and party and that, which I didn't. I was, like, dry the whole time. Came into camp. I was on the ice with the guys for like three weeks before camp. I did my fitness testing like four days before everybody else. I had a great testing. and all. I was ready to make the team. It cost me money. Mm-hmm. cost me money to be here. cost me my time and, and effort and all that stuff. But it made a huge difference. And the coaching staff, they always find out. They always find out who's here early because they ask the veterans or the trainers, or who's here? Oh, well, Jake Neighbors has been here for three. He's been here for how long? Mm. Well, how does he look? Well, he looks great. And you talk to the strength and conditioning coach. Well, yeah, yeah, he's crushing it in there right now. All of a sudden, well, you move that name up the ladder a little bit just to see. Well, let's see. So the first day of camp, they're going to be watching Jake Neighbors going, what does he look like? He's been here. You can tell this guy's been here. Like, it's I, a big difference. I didn't know he was a glove dropper. That's, that's Oh, he is. That's great. Oh, yeah. So, so let me ask this. And unfortunately, he's a big I, kid, too. I, I, unfortunately, I got to wrap it up because I got to get back into the studio. But but I wanted to ask about the, the two players that the Blues are bringing in for the PTOs. And, uh, we, we, you know, we talk about Dakota Joshua. I, what I don't understand, and, and explain why would one of those PTOs potentially be better suited than a guy like Dakota Joshua that was already here, that we already kind of know mm-hmm. w- what we get from? Now, I understand those guys have been in the league longer, all those sorts of things, but to me it kind of seems like almost the same sort of thing, so why wouldn't you go with the guy that's been here? What does it cost you to bring those guys in? I don't know. Probably not much. Nothing. Nothing. Hotel room. Per diem and hotel room. And if Dakota Joshua shows up or Jake Neighbors or whoever they're thinking, Clem Costin, and they're not ready, then you have a safety net. Got it. Otherwise, you don't care. You're offering a chance for these veteran guys to audition for not just your team, every team. We talked about scouts at the game, right? There's scouts from all sorts of teams that are going to be watching every single Blues game because they have some kids that are going to have to go through waivers. Who's available for the waiver wire that we can pick up that we like? And, oh, they've got James Neal and Michael Froelich. Okay, these guys were good at one point. Froelich, I like him better right now where he's at. And he could find a home here. He's not a big physical guy, so he wouldn't be a threat to a Dakota Joshua as far as style of play and things like that. But you bring these guys in for a lot of reasons. And they sign the PTOs for personal reasons to either get a shot here in St. Louis or you get a shot with another team like Scotty Upshaw. A couple of years ago, he went and signed a PTO with the Oilers, ended up signing back here with the Blues yeah. on a contract because he went there, went to camp, had a good camp, played a preseason game. And like, oh, you know what? We still want this guy. Boom. Let's sign him. So that could happen for those veteran guys, too. Wow, man. Well, I didn't, I didn't know. It's basically no skin off your rear end to bring in these guys. And if they offer you anything or they all of a sudden they get the fountain of youth for and you're like, okay, looks good to me. Yeah. 
And they're probably dirt cheap, too, because they're sitting at home doing nothing. Right. Yeah, so it's a win for everybody involved. Yep. Well, yep. gentlemen, it's finally just about here. Yeah. Tomorrow, training camp starts for our St. Louis Blues. Can't Preseason wait. gets going on Saturday. Uh, Jeff and I will be doing the color with Chris Kerber on the radio broadcast. We'll have to send ESPN. you guys some buzzwords. Yeah. Oh, yeah, please. Great. Give I give you some, some serious. And, yeah. No, no, I don't do hot takes. Oh. Um, but we'll do some buzzwords. So when you're in the middle of the play, you'll be like talking and Kerber will be like, oh. All right. <laughs> Give us one now, one now to pr- just so yeah. I, I can be comfortable with okay. it. Okay, so when the Blues are in their defensive zone and they have five guys. That's the same end as where our goalie is, right? <laughs> Correct. Okay. So if you take the defensive zone and you make it into four big squares, so the blue line being the top, the uh-huh. boards being the and you make four squares. There's four quadrants. Uh-huh. If you end up with all five guys defensively, Around the puck in one quadrant in the corner, that's called a swarm defense. Swarm defense. You want to use that, or you want me and to? You do you know ahead. why you do a swarm defense? Because uh, there's a lot more people around during a swarm. That's than right. A so one. what happens is teams try to spread out in the offensive zone sometimes, and when you condense it, five guys to swarm the puck or that area, the guy who has the puck has no choice but to turn it over. He tries a hope play. You, it's a turnover. Now that guy's pinned down low, and you're five guys headed up the ice. Oh. So if you see five guys in and around the same area of the puck, you can drop that and be like, Curbs, looks like they're in a swarm defense right now. I, I feel like this is the first time that I've been nervous about this now. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know that. Oh, well, I wasn't really going to talk much. <laughs> I think I'm going to try to use dump and chase a couple of times <laughs> right, just for the hell of it. Right. It is the last, last minute Blues podcast. <laughs> hard around. There's a hard around. We've got uh, Jamie Rivers from 101 ESPN, Jeff Burton, Donnie Fandango from 105.7 The Point. Hey, listen, hockey is getting going. Share us with your hockey-loving friends. It's the last minute Blues podcast, as always. Let's go, Blues. The Last Minute Blues Podcast. Hear more at 1057thepoint.com. Hi, this is Chris Howard, host of Plugged In with Chris Howard. It's crazy to think that a few weeks ago we were talking about whether or not Tua Tagovailoa should consider retiring. After two concussions and worldwide debates on player safety and NFL culpability, Tua has done nothing but go back to work and currently has the Dolphins riding a three-game win streak and one loss behind the division favorite Buffalo Bills. While everyone was yapping about the end of his career, Tua Tagovailoa said he'll decide when it's time. And clearly, he's not ready to hang up the cleats. Hi, this is Chris Howard from the Plugged In with Chris Howard podcast. BetOnline.net is your number one source for betting football and the start of the new basketball season. Find all the latest player developments, team matchups, news podcasts, and in-depth analysis on every game. BetOnline remains your continued source for all your sports wagering information with live betting up to the minute scores for every the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite games and events, including the MLB playoffs, the start of the NHL season, MMA, boxing, and golf. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. BetOnline, where the game starts.